Resentments will plague and poison relationships in our lives. The outcomes are often full of hurt, pain, disconnection, shame, and engaging in substance use and other behaviors. We need to learn how to recognize the hurt we feel early on and find ways to deal and cope with them before they grow into resentments that will cause destruction in our relationships, in our recovery, and in our lives. Welcome listeners to Talking Addiction and Recovery podcast, which is a follow-up to the book Addiction and Recovery, and I am your host, Andrew J. Schreier. This podcast explores discussions regarding important issues related to addiction and recovery. Information you learn here is not typical of what you would find in academic textbooks and resources and comes from my experiences as a clinical supervisor, clinical substance abuse counselor, and licensed professional counselor, along with the work I do with individuals and others involved in this profession. Listen as we cover a wide range of topics looking to educate individuals, families, communities, organizations, institutions, mental health professionals, educators, and anyone else impacted by addiction and recovery. Today's episode is going to focus on resentment. And resentment is often talked about in relation to recovery and the need to address them and heal from them in order to make recovery successful. Resentments are known as recovery killers, but I don't think it only damages people's recovery. With all the work I do with mental health and counseling couples, families, and areas not even related to substance use or other addictions, I still see resentments being a major contributor to some of the pain and dysfunction. However, as a substance abuse counselor for all these years, it is in this specialty where I learned the phrase resentments are recovery killers. So, you know, first, you know, let's look at where it comes from in the recovery aspect. And in Alcoholics Anonymous, the big book shares several stories about resentment and two stories in particular about the topic are entitled My Bottle, My Resentments, and Me, and Freedom from Bondage. And I recommend reading them and seeing what they talk about in regards to resentments. And in from the big book in Alcoholics Anonymous, page 64, there's a really good quote that talks about why resentments is important to address and why I talk about it and really where it comes into play with recovery and that is resentment is the number one offender it destroys more alcoholics than anything else from its stem all forms of spiritual disease for we have not only for we have been not only mentally and physically ill we have been spiritually sick when the spiritual malady is overcome we straighten out mentally and physically And the 12 steps of AA addresses resentments directly in step four, which is made a searching and fearless moral inventory of ourselves. And this moral inventory, you know, examine tendencies toward, you know, resentments, anger, fear, pride, self-will, self-pity, you know, guilt and shame, relationships, um, sex and abuse and and personal weaknesses and strength. Now, the, the purpose of this episode is not to dive into what this all means because there's a lot that can be uh, you know talked about and picked apart 
explored in, in relation to resentments. But the purpose with this episode is addressing resentments has been identified as an important part of recovery from substance use. And without it, there's a higher likelihood of relapse or continued use. And we want to look at the importance of addressing it early on. Because basically, resentments can trigger a relapse if you're not careful. And anger and resentment can lead you to feeling emotionally stuck and really unable to move forward in recovery. Resentments become reasons to continue to use or go back to using. Resentments can lead to disconnection from loved ones and support peers. Resentments can lead to thinking that... um, Thinking that is toxic and unhealthy, which unaddressed can be like a route to using again. But resentments don't stop there. It's not like they can only damage someone's recovery and destroy their sobriety. So it's not like someone who's like, well, I don't have a problem with drugs. I don't have a problem with alcohol. So I don't have a problem with resentments. It's entirely inaccurate. Resentments have neither greater potential to reach across and cause damage to people's lives. And part of that is, let's look at the definition of resentment. So remember, good to go back to basics about defining what things are to make sure we're clear about what we're talking about and what we're trying to deal with. Resentment is defined as a bitter indignation at having been treated unfairly. So here's a very straightforward question. Have you ever felt bitter towards someone, someplace, or something as a result of being treated unfairly? And clearly anyone can experience this, not just someone in recovery from substance use or addiction. Another way of resentment being described is sort of like a mixture of emotions that include disappointment, disgust, anger, and fear. So have you ever experienced those? Have you ever had those emotions? And of course, we all have. In all the counseling work that I do with substance use, other addictions, mental health, children, adolescents, young adults... Uh, middle-aged, elderly, couples, parents, uh, you know, marriages, families. And we're addressing issues related to school, work, friendships, relationships, major life's events, moving, um, losses, you know, etc. Plenty of room for resentments. You know, we are social beings. And sometimes, as close as we are to some people in our lives, we all have experienced times when we have become bitter at having been treated unfairly. We feel hurt. We feel disappointed. We experience some fear. We have some anger brewing. We may even have some disgust. Now, lots of different directions we can go in with resentments, but I'm only going to really highlight two important things, and these are really important when it comes to resentments. If I were to sit down with someone and talk to them about resentments and want to get in something in like that one session, These are the two points that I often find myself talking to with people. The first thing I'm going to talk about is an important issue about them. And then the second thing is going to be what I tell people about how to address resentments in their lives. So the first part is when resentments enter therapy. So it sounds kind of weird, right? So imagine me sitting in my chair in my office and knock, knock, who's here? It's my my next appointment and it's resentments come strolling in. Sometimes that's what it seems like. But as a therapist and counselor 
and clinical supervisor, when resentments come walking into the office or the treatment treatment program, they are very big. We are talking years of growth. An individual seeking help for substance use has been carrying resentments sometimes since before they even started using. A couple seeking help for their marriage has been holding on to resentments for maybe the last decade. A family seeking help to address some of the toxicity within their relationships has been keeping these resentments secret and hidden for years. Someone doesn't come into therapy session very often and say, hey, you know, yesterday this just happened and I felt hurt and disappointed by this person. And I know my resentment is growing. I need help to address that right now. Very often, by the time someone recognizes the resentment and really the impact the resentment has been having on their life, some significant time has passed between when they first felt that way and where they are today. As a result, the damage caused by the resentment, as well as what is needed to address it, requires a lot more work. It would be entirely different if someone came to me and said, you know, hey, the other day when I was at work or at school, this person did this and now I'm recognizing myself feeling hurt and disappointed to the point I'm being bitter and I can sense that resentment is growing. Can you help me with this? But often these events happened years ago. And in some cases, many cases, it was many years ago that these incidents happened. Someone is telling me about something that happened in high school when they are now in their 30s or 40s. Someone is telling me about a boss of theirs that they had four jobs ago. Someone is talking to me about an incident between their significant other that happened two years before they even got married. Or someone's telling me about what happened to them as a child or adolescent when they are now parents themselves. So... When resentments enter therapy, it is often at a point when they have grown quite strong. And it has happened way after the initial event or situation in which the person felt hurt or disappointed and that resulted in resentment growing. So that's important to to look at with the resentments. By a time we often label that as I have a resentment, it's often way past when it initially happened. So now this leads to addressing resentments. Because we don't often begin to address resentments until they are full grown and already impacting our lives, it is imperative to begin to notice them right away. And this is why I tell people, okay, this is another one of you know my mental image therapy skills I'm going to give you. I want you to imagine a moment you have felt that you were treated unfairly, that you were feeling disappointed. Maybe there was, you felt afraid or disgust even, or maybe some anger. The moment those feelings are experienced, it's like a seed drops. And that seed is resentment. We don't notice it right away and we don't necessarily call it resentment because it's so small and we we sort of think like well what what could that do you know we might play it off we might shrug it off we might think it's no big deal we might think that we can just move on and forget about it and, and hope it goes away 
but resentments are powerful and they are resilient. So even that little seed can survive and not just survive, but it can grow. If we don't do anything about that seed, it starts to get comfortable. It starts to grow. It finds its way into our lives and makes itself at home. Now things will start to happen that will give it what it needs to grow. A memory, a trigger, an event, being reminded of the situation or the person, another interaction with them, an interaction with an entirely different person that reminds you of what happened. And all these things become the water, the sun, and the nutrients for it to grow. And over time, our thoughts, our beliefs, and these experiences are continuing to foster this perfect growing condition. That seed has now suddenly sprouted, and now it's a plant. And not a big plant, but now it's, it's more than just this seed, this one occasion. And it passed that whole shrug it off, it's no big deal. The more it grows, the larger the impact it has in our lives. Now, that resentment we have towards that individual is impacting our relationships even with other people. That resentment we have towards that one person is causing distrust in several other people who may not have even done anything to break our trust. That resentment can easily become resentments, which now we don't have just one plant, but we might have many, right? Unless something is done to address those and specifically deal with it, they will continue to grow. Your little seed will become a plant. That plant will become a tree. And that tree will become a forest. A forest of resentments will be incredibly destructive in your life. It will damage relationships that you have with people. Could be old people in your life, could be new people. That is the destruction that will begin to take hold. And that's when people often then come to treatment and counseling and therapy and try and get help. And then we look and discover what's been been growing back there. The, the biggest issue with resentments is that we don't recognize their early feelings and don't take action soon enough in order to address them before they turn into deep-rooted resentments. Like some of you right now might be nodding in agreement about what is going on and how this happens. You might be questioning, like, how did I let it go this far and get so bad? Like, no one to blame here. We aren't taught how to address these issues right away. You know, we hope they go away. We hope we won't let them bother us. We think we can be strong and, and toughen up. We believe with more distance we can maybe forget about what happened to us. But unfortunately, resentments have other plans. So here's what we do. In using this seed, plant, and like tree mental image, the moment we experience those feelings... The ones particular to what could lead to resentments, we have to pay attention to them. We have to realize that a seed has been dropped. But this is the difference maker. Once you notice the seed is dropped, 
you know, what do you do now? Are you going to do things that continue to foster growth of resentment? Or are you going to do something to get rid of it? The earlier you're able to do this, the better the likelihood you're going to have at addressing it and preventing it from becoming deep-rooted resentments that are going to be the relationship killers. Just think of it this way. Would you prefer to pick up a seed or dig one out that was recently dropped? Or would you prefer to work on cutting down and uprooting an entire forest? Because that's what can happen with years of resentments growing. Depending on when we decide to address it, the tools we need and the services we use are going to vary. You might be able to pick up a seed by yourself with little effort. You know, you might be practicing acceptance or a loving kindness meditation might help and be enough. But left unchecked and with that resentment growing, by the time you address it, you might need other people to help you out. And it might take more than just acceptance. You might need to go to therapy and see me and unpack some things about it. You might need to do some step work into processing it. You might have to learn about boundaries and forgiveness. Depending on how large these resentments grow, it could take more time, more work, and the help of others to really address them. But it's still possible. No matter how large and how strong these resentments may have grown, it is still possible to uproot them. I've seen it. And it's amazing to see how relationships in someone's life changes when those resentments are uprooted. So that's why I'm a big advocate of learning how to do this sooner, because I can only imagine what might have happened if they have done some of that work sooner instead of later. So imagine if there's a resentment that's been growing for 10 years, even if we look at one year, if you're able to identify that, recognize that, and find ways to uproot it a year as opposed to 10 years, then things could have, you know, be a lot different. And I also like the whole tree, you know, seed plant imagery. Because it also ties back to that AA quote from it. From it stems all forms of spiritual disease. And all it takes is that little bit of feeling hurt, feeling disappointed, feeling that you've been treated unfair. And when that moment hits you, it's like that seed falls down and if we're not careful if we don't recognize it we don't pay attention to it we don't do something about it we're gonna lose sight of it but before we know it it will grow and it will the roots of resentment will stretch into a lot of areas in our lives It'll take hold of a lot. And then by the time we look at addressing it, there's going to be some damage done. So when we look at resentments, 
They're recovery killers because they are relationship killers. And addressing those is really important when it comes to how we relate to one another. So when we look at tips, they're kind of simple. Simple, but still trying to make the important points about them. But there's three. Number one, hurt. A seed has been dropped. It's the biggest thing to start recognizing, increasing that awareness towards. When I feel hurt, that someone has treated me unfairly, that I've been disappointed, realize that a seed drops and that happens. Number two, feeding, which is strengthening the hurt. If we don't do something to address it, we are likely going to do things to feed it. And that is where all of the instances, the memories, the triggers, the thoughts, the beliefs, all that type of stuff that happens will feed the resentment. And chances are, if we're not digging it out, we are probably feeding it. So really important to recognize that when you do feel hurt, when you are feeling disappointed, that if you're not finding ways to heal from it, you are probably feeding it, which is actually strengthening the hurt. Then number three is uproot. Dig out the resentment. You got to dig it out. Easier to do when it's just a seed and it hasn't been planted and it hasn't grown the longer you wait to do that it will strengthen it will get bigger the roots are going to dig in more the tree is going to get a lot stronger and by that point it's going to take a lot to uproot them not impossible we don't want the message of it gets to the point where you can't do anything about it that's not true there's always ways you can address the resentment and dig it out. But depending on how long you go and how much it's being fed, it's going to be more of a challenge. You're going to need more of the help. So better to do it sooner rather than later when it's a small seed versus an entire forest. I truly believe that with these steps and awareness about resentments, we can begin to address them much earlier on therefore preventing a lot of the destruction and harm that occurs as a result of these resentments growing. You will see benefits in the relationships that you have in your life and all different areas. And then we can prevent them from becoming the relationship killers, which then become recovery killers. If you like what you heard here, please go to any of the podcast platforms and give a rating, write a review. Pay attention to what's to come still in in upcoming episodes. Lots of exciting guests are in the lineup, and I'm really looking forward to having them on and, and sharing what they have. So pay attention and tune in. Thanks for listening, and as always, hope you learned something.